0: listen to and follow vibe check wherever you get your podcasts
1: busy weekends are a breeze with American Express platinum card 8 a.m wait to board plane in the Centurion lounge <sighs> much better 2 pm grab seats for the game. Come on! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
0: So one of the biggest songs on the charts right now is by three of the absolute masters of popular music.
2: I think of Again.
3: Paul.
0: Sir Paul. (laughs) The three mononymous masters of pop. And yet, many think that this song doesn't hold up.
3: (gasps) What do they say? What do they say about it? Well, I think we should explore it
0: on today's episode of Switched On Pop.
2: Switched
3: On Welcome to Switch on Pop, the show where we explore the making and the meaning of pop music. I'm Nate Sloan. And I'm Charlie
0: Harding. And on today's episode, we're going to dig into this giant collaboration of pop, the four or five seconds and uh, obviously, with these three legendary songwriters, mm-hmm. expectations are just soaring for this song. Yes. When you saw their name, what, what were you thinking was uh, what's going on here, Nate?
3: Oh, man. I was thinking of just the most epic mashup of Umbrella
2: uh-huh, uh-huh.
3: and Gold Digger.
2: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Go, go, go uh-huh, uh-huh.
3: And maybe I'm
2: amazed.
3: <laughs>
0: It's kind of like when you're in fifth grade and you try to put every soda from the soda fountain into your cup. <laughs> That's what this song is going to be.
3: <laughs> yeah, totally. I was thinking, I was expecting a sonic explosion in my eardrums. And we were kind of surprised because
0: what we actually found was a song which is incredibly minimal uh, yes, it's sparse. It's stripped down. It sounds like a
3: quickly recorded demo. Not at all the ep- epic mashup that we expected. And you're saying that people, some people, took issue with this. What are the what are the critics saying about this song? So we did a little research. Went over to Pop Justice,
0: one of the biggest pop music blogs, and they were so kind to call it a nice little tune. Hmm harsh and the user response was even worse they said something along the lines of when the song comes on the radio you know it's time to change the dial (laughs) followed by another response i defs agree this song is so boring
3: (laughs) how many o's were in that so at least seven gotcha so the people have spoken the critics have spoken this is a nice little boring tune charlie do we agree Absolutely not.
0: What their critics are responding to is that this song is on the surface just so simple and plain. Right. And I don't disagree with that, but it's the details. It's what's going on underneath the surface of the song, which make it so...
3: Oh, right on. Let's dig. Dig away. Okay, first, the surface. What is the surface? We talked about it's, that it's minimal, sparse, stripped down. Right. What What gives it that, that feeling? Well, there's a couple of really obvious things,
0: and this is what most critics are responding to, is you start off with a very simple chord progression. It's just acoustic guitar. Right. And it's kind of derivative. This is a chord progression that any other pop songwriter could use. It doesn't feel uniquely Paul McCartney. It's not a yesterday. It's not a blackbird. Right. And
3: then probably also the the lyrics are not the kind of elaborate wordplay that you would expect from someone like Kanye West.
2: Head uh, on my time, sometimes years out So the powers that be won't let me get my ideas out And that make me want to get my advance out And move to Oklahoma and just live in my aunt's house yeah.
3: Or the button-pushing, maybe sexually provocative, controversial lyrics that Rihanna usually traffics in.
2: It's scary
0: I feel like it's a story, which is very common that we've all heard before. One could hear the song as a tension between lovers Uh or more literally about their own tensions with fame and the paparazzi, Uh, but it doesn't feel like lyrical content, which is new and and as you said, anyway, provocative.
3: So we've got this simple sounding surface, a generic, repetitive harmonic progression, a placid, nice little tune. Right. What are the subtle details that make this song transcend its surface? What makes this song great are all of these things that bubble up that aren't
0: necessarily the core, the core progression or the lyric. Ah. It's those hidden little moments that create tension with that placid surface, as you put it.
3: Totally. Okay, I'm with you because right off the bat this guitar part that we've been describing as a pretty standard acoustic guitar strum pattern, right. uh, when um, upon closer inspection, is not that predictable and regular at all.
0: Yeah, so Paul McCartney, if he were to play it really straight, would play something that might sound like, you know, like a...
3: But how does he play it on this recording?
0: He puts these weird, these emphases on off beats in places you don't expect them. It's kind of something like this, like.
3: That's such a small difference, but has a huge effect because the first way you played it sounded really confident and, and brash. And the second way sounded a little more vulnerable and, and tentative and the, the the first method you, you would, you would expect immediately after that
0: epic drums and bass to come in and fill the whole song.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. But the palette of this song is very simple. Other than this acoustic guitar, you have the next element that comes in, which I think is uh, the this the second big clue that hey, there's more going on here. It, you have the, this bass line and doubled with this distorted electric guitar, which just randomly punches in at these moments that you don't expect it to. It's defying the expectations set by the the simple chord progression. Mm. There's all of a sudden, as you put it, uneasiness. There's some sort of discord going on. Yeah, these
3: little bursts of distortion that trouble the placid surface of the song set by the acoustic guitar ah creating ripples throughout the entire song and there we will kill the metaphor Ooh, one more uh just pushing the meniscus to the point of breaking but not <laughs> popping it
0: but you know who has had enough ah is rihanna great segue thank you so she she jumps in and she says right off the bat
2: i think i've had enough
0: which is a less than subtle clue that eh, there is something else going on under this really seemingly simple, maybe boring song. There's a tension there right off the bat. Yeah, and this is the sort of the third detail of what's bubbling underneath. When she sings, there's this subtle delay, and it really causes a chill to run down my spine every time I hear this. That her words are echoed ever so quietly every time she mm. says something. It's I think I've had enough. enough.
3: right yeah it's not something that you would necessarily pick up if you were listening to this on your car stereo when you throw on headphones and really listen closely details like this begin to emerge there's another aspect to rihanna's voice that suggests an uneasiness and something bubbling under the surface now what is that the minute she starts singing I, i mean this is Rihanna, as we've never heard her before. Absolutely. Unfiltered, unprocessed, raw, closely miked, totally exposed.
2: Because all of my kindness is taken for weakness.
0: I feel like usually when we get Rihanna, we get a mega EDM dance track with voices covered in synth strings. But in four or five seconds, yeah, she is her voice is naked
3: and alone here. And there's a moment that is maybe the emotional crux of the song when all these details that we've been talking about suddenly surge through the surface in the bridge.
2: Right. And I know.
3: We've got new harmonic material for the first time. We've got a new sonic texture for the first time. This massive, full gospel organ supporting her. Let's just call it what it is, though. We have
0: a total break from everything that we've heard so far. The the song takes a 180.
3: Mm. Yeah, you're right. This is... A moment of confession,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right? And backing up that confessional is this church-like organ, and Rihanna jumps out and she says, "I can't apologize, right?" There's yeah. all these feelings that I'm feeling, and I'm gonna throw them out there. I'm all wiling, and you know the reason why I'm not gonna apologize is
3: because I think you've got these feelings too. Huh, huh. And at at that moment is maybe the apotheosis of Rihanna's musical career <laughs> so far, where her voice literally cracks.
2: But I just can apologize. I hope you can understand.
3: The, the, the cracks in the song can no longer be contained by her vocal delivery, and this incredibly private moment is something we get to experience with her. Where earlier we're getting all these
0: subtle clues that there's more going on, her voice cracks, and we know that, oh yeah, there's a, there really is a human being behind this whole song. This is exciting. Support for Switched on Pop comes from Vibe Check. If you were an Intuit fan and you are missing Sam Sanders, then have no fear. He's back with another great pod called Vibe Check. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture. From... Elon Musk and foreign policy to How to Heal from a Breakup to Usher's Super Bowl halftime show, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. They're currently doing a series called Hey Sis, where they're highlighting the compelling stories of black women and their achievements. They're being joined by special guests Regina King, Audie Cornish, Raquel Willis, and more. VibeCheck is your favorite group chat come to life. You can join the weekly Kiki every Wednesday. Listen to and follow VibeCheck wherever you get your podcasts. Can't believe Sam made me say Kiki.
1: You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's
3: one more aspect of this song that I found so perplexing when I first heard it. And repeated listenings could not solve for me what is happening. Okay, so... Uh play it for me what do we got going on here okay this is kanye's first verse right and there's a sound behind him there's another voice mapping everything he's saying
2: Sun was shining, I'm positive.
3: when i first heard it i thought oh that's like uh that sounds like a child right and then i immediately was like oh it's uh it's you know, it's a reference to his his him having a kid for the first time and um and that's what we're hearing in the background. Mm-hmm. But then I was listening closer and I was like, no, that's not a kid. Right. It sounds kind of processed, something's weird about the vocal. Yeah. Okay. Very, very good, Charlie. Okay. So <laughs> all right, <laughs> if, all right. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a Paul McCartney jam if there wasn't uh some conspiracy theory to be pulled out.
2: Paul is dead.
3: So if you go deep into the interweb, and by that I mean you Google Kanye, four or five seconds, weird voice. <laughs> you'll, you'll find perhaps on YouTube, this section of the song pitched way, way down. song was shining, I'm positive.
0: It's Paul McCartney. It's Sir Paul. <laughs> he really is the creative inspiration to this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole t- the whole time I'm hearing that Paul McCartney's on this track, I'm like, where is he? Where is he hiding? Yeah. If this song is about buried hidden details, those things that we are just struggling to contain, I feel like this moment is the mm. perfect example.
3: Yeah. Paul is not dead. I love that, Charlie, because this song is totally about the the struggle to to put on a smile and go through your day on those days when what you're feeling inside is rage or joy or sorrow or just your uh, true emotions that can't be expressed in polite society mm what I
0: think is really artful about this song is that you have taken three megastars. Right. You think that you're going to get the biggest song ever. And we're talking like um, one of those songs before the James Bond where they get the biggest star. And I know that Paul McCartney's done one. It's not too long before Rihanna and Kanye both do one. I'm expecting something that big, right? (laughs) Fireworks. Yeah. And instead, we get something totally stripped down. And what are they doing? They're showing that Even as legends, they too have that personal inner struggle of just wanting to be able to speak their own voice. Totally. So, Nate, can you tie this in a bow
3: for us? Even though the simple surface of this song may suggest that it's nothing more than a nice little tune maybe tossed off in the studio one day by three musical titans who have better things to do than spend their time carefully crafting every musical morsel that emerges from their instruments. Um, (laughs) 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 But when you go deeper and uncover the odd and emotional and explosive musical details that riddle this song it becomes something else i think it's i think this is a great the song is a great success it has to have that simple surface to be able to poke at in order to be
0: successful yeah and so it's one of those songs that just bears repeated listening and it's got a catchy hook and i think we're going to keep hearing remixes of this thing it's here to stay Thanks for listening to Switched On Pop. We'll bring you another episode in two weeks and we hope you'll listen. But first, we need a little bit of help because we don't know what we're going to talk about yet.
3: And we would love to hear from you. This is where you come in. Send us ideas for songs that we can put under the microscope and see what makes them tick. Tweet at us at Switched
0: On Pop on Twitter and you can listen to back episodes on the iTunes Store, the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and, of course, at our website, www.switchedonpop.com. I'm your
3: host, Charlie Harding. And I'm your host, Nate Sloan. Thanks Thanks for for listening.
2: She baby a gold digger. Dark, you can't see shiny cars, And that's when you need me there. With you I ain't I'll saying a she a gold digger. i uh-huh, uh-huh. i
0: Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts.
1: When you're an American Express Platinum card member,